Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Well, a few weeks ago, I shared a gentleman from the delightfully isolated village of Bilbury in Devon in England. His name is Dr. Vernon Coleman. He is a medical doctor. He is quite a prolific author. He's pretty spot on when it comes to talking about the coronavirus and what's going on today. He has a very interesting new article called The Screw is Tightening. And I highly suggest if you have internet access to head over to vernoncoleman.com, get copies of his books. There's just so many, so many articles. You can spend weeks on his website and his point of view, I believe, is, is exactly where it needs to be. So today, the screw is tightening. He says, the number of people dying from the coronavirus is falling fast. And yet, the screw is tightening everywhere. In many countries, death totals are lower than they usually are at this time of year. You would have to have your skull scooped out and filled with concrete, not to realize that there is something very sinister and evil going on. The fear being promoted with such enthusiasm is clearly nothing to do with a fairly ordinary virus and everything to do with the ambitions of those who want a world government and total control over every aspect of our lives. Everywhere I look, I see evidence that attempts are still being made to push the fear and to terrify people. The testing program shows that more and more people have or have had the virus. Indeed, almost everyone who is tested seems to have a positive result. Well, actually, that isn't so surprising because it seems that some tests ping positive if you've had the flu or the cold or the flu vaccination in the last decade. And apparently, one test showed positive when tested on a goat. And Get this, the test was even positive when tried on a papaya fruit. (laughs) Still, the test is proving very useful to those who want to destroy the country so that the UN can rebuild it the way they want it, according to Agenda 21. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And so, around the world, towns are being closed down and the citizens punished for absolutely no good reason at all. If anyone in government were interested in the science, they would know that lockdowns don't work. They were never going to work. They were always a terrible idea. 
The lockdowns and the hospital closures merely made things worse. They resulted in the nursing home deaths. They stopped people from developing any kind of immunity. They made people depressed and unhealthy, and they will result in millions of entirely unnecessary deaths around the world. And they are wrecking the economy. And we are constantly being promised the vaccine at warp speed, as though it were the Holy Grail. He says, My position on vaccination is very simple. I am pro-truth. And I expect, or rather demand, that if I am going to be given a vaccine or a drug, then it will have been properly tested beforehand and that the risk-benefit ratio will have been properly investigated. Sadly, the evidence shows clearly that the risks far outweigh the benefits. After years of observation, I am convinced that there is one big difference between the people who are devoted to vaccinations at all costs and those who are concerned about its safety and effectiveness. Most in the first group have never done any research at all whereas most in the second group, the cautious doubters, have done a good deal of research and are alarmed by what they have seen, and they know what they are talking about. Sadly, many doctors know very little about vaccines and vaccinations, except that it is an extremely profitable activity. The average general practitioner can make thousands of dollars a year by giving injections. Now, in practice, of course, he or she doesn't have to give the injections. A nurse or assistant does that. In the United States, the government has paid out over $4 billion for vaccine injuries. That money has been paid on behalf of 18,000 individuals, and that's a lot of money for governments to pay out for treatments that are supposed to be perfectly safe. But this is all done in the hush-hush. You won't read it or see it anywhere on TV or the news. They have destroyed our education system with the lockdowns and the social distancing, and a whole generation of children has been indoctrinated into fear. And they have, as they planned to do, destroyed untold small businesses, leaving the way clear for the multinationals to control all of our purchasing. There are still some innocent souls who believe that the economy will bounce back in a few months. Financial commentators blithely tell us that everything will be fine long before Christmas. Well, these dunderheads probably still believe in the tooth fairy because they clearly have no idea of how much damage has already been done. They have no idea how much damage is continuing to be done by social distancing. I suspect they have no idea how businesses are run. And they appear to have no idea that they are being manipulated just as we are. Or maybe they are part of the plan to deceive and to manipulate, to oppress and to misinform. But I doubt that. I think many of those who seem to be in charge are acting blindly. They are panicking and have no idea what is going on. Some are continuing with stale and stupid arguments because they're frightened to admit that they got it all wrong, that the whole coronavirus story has been wildly exaggerated. And I am convinced that many of the politicians in government have absolutely no idea what is going on. And I am equally convinced that there are some advisors who know exactly what is going on.
Our strings are being pulled by the people behind the United Nations, the World Health Organization, the Global Economic Forum, and so on. And it is becoming quite clear that their agendas are no longer quite so hidden. They plan to take over the world to control our bodies and our minds in every conceivable way. I am convinced that a small chunk of rich and powerful people planned this disaster and are still organizing things so as to make our current lives as difficult as possible so that they can break us. They are using old psychological tricks to wear us down. The same people who were pulling the strings of the global warming nutters and hiding in the background are now controlling the demonstrations and the riots, the interracial conflict, and the attempts to eradicate our national histories. They are doing everything to destroy the world we know so they can recreate things to their advantage. You would have to be extremely naive not to realize that our world is being manipulated by some very evil people indeed. There are, of course, many people who say there never was a virus and that all we are seeing is the usual standard flu. Certainly, the infection rate and the death rates are similar to those of a fairly ordinary flu. And if you remove the nursing home deaths, which had to have been done on purpose because people cannot possibly be that ignorant, those are my words, then this is a very mild flu attack. But I don't think any of that really matters much in practical terms. The only thing that matters at the moment is that a mild problem has been willfully exaggerated Fear has been created, and our lives have been totally disrupted. When we finally extricate ourselves from this mess, which we will, there will have to be a good many questions about who did what and why. Like the Ferguson model, the Imperial College, where we staked all our claims against that wildly inaccurate load of rubbish model. I would like to see in court the people who accepted Ferguson's predictions without submitting them to any sort of peer review. And I would like to know how many people who have been given advice have past or present links with the vaccine industry and its advocates. But our immediate need is to understand the tactics and strategies of the people behind the United Nations, the World Health Organization, and the other bad organizations. We need to know who they are, what they are trying to do, and precisely what they want. Let us not forget, we are fighting a war. And in a war, information is the most vital commodity. Vernon Coleman, July 2020 Ah, here's another excellent one, and I love this question because I ask of it all the time. Anytime I go out, I ask this question. Why are there so many zombies? That's right. Those of us who know for certain that something is wrong now waste much of our time trying to unravel the complexities of the New World Order, which has been foisted upon us. We venture down rabbit holes into dark caves and up beanstalks looking for clues. The fact, of course, is that many people are responsible for the confusion and the fear which now rule our lives. The politicians, the medical and science advisors, the global organizations with their agendas, and the billionaires, who apparently want to gain ever more riches, control, and power, 
would be at the top of most people's lists of suspects. And then there are the drones of common purpose, carefully brainwashed into thinking that they are in control, the new top-rank citizens, when in reality they are merely in place as facilitators, present to ensure that the will of their masters is carried out without question. And of course, the idiots who don't bother to question anything they are told, but who merrily wear their silly masks, maintain social distancing, and obey every new darned silly law as though their lives depended upon it. They're also on the list. They will soon wear their masks all the time, indoors or out of doors. They will willingly put on gloves every time they leave home. They will wash their hands ever more frequently in a vain attempt to rinse away a threat that almost certainly isn't there to be washed away. Their pathetic compliance has strengthened their own enemies, but they trust what they are told, and so they are doomed. The danger is that they will drag us down with them. They think they are behaving sensibly, but they are collaborators, traitors to the human race, their misplaced trust and their weakness are enabling the enemy. And without their obedience, the people who are trying to destroy our civilization would get nowhere. I can't emphasize how important what I just said is. The protesters tearing down statues, attacking buildings, and attempting to destroy every artifact and memory of our history are playing right into the hands of those who want to destroy the past, good or bad, in order to rebuild a new world of permanent slavery. By denouncing those who do not appear to think acceptably about racial or gender issues, they are aiding and abetting the greatest enemy the human race has ever faced. The climate change protesters who make so much noise and who are filled with a sense of self-righteousness, self-satisfaction, and unparalleled smugness are behaving like crazy lemmings, taking us over the edge of the cliff and down onto the rocks where the survivors will fall into the hands of a bunch of truly evil men and women whose motives may be cloaked in the false colors of philanthropy or well-meant desires to eradicate poverty or hunger, but which are, in truth, no more than selfish yearnings for the traditional triumvirate of power, control, and money. The problem, of course, is that simple-minded citizens who wear their masks with so much pride that they pick out colors and styles as though they were choosing any other new accessory, don't understand that they are being lied to. They are suffering from something called cognitive dissonance. They cannot believe that they are living in a world where nothing is as it was. The lie is simply so huge, so complete, that they cannot accept that anyone would be so evil as to tell it. There are those in the past who believe that if you told a big enough lie, no one would believe it to be a lie because they wouldn't be able to conceive of people being prepared to tell it. And you see them walking around everywhere these days. They look and behave like zombies, as though they are under a spell. 
everywhere I go. This is me talking. Anytime I go out, I almost hate to go out. I see people so complicit with their masks in their car, putting them on and off like they're doing something. All they're doing is being led by fear. But there is another group which is helping to make all this work, the mass market media. Without the media, the manipulators would not have been able to pull off their coup. And they're at it everywhere in the world. I read an article on the coronavirus by someone called Matthew Paris, who tossed into his article the words, It's killing millions worldwide and threatening to overwhelm health provision. With rubbish like this in print, it's hardly surprising that there are so many zombies around. The total death number for COVID-19 has officially passed half a million, but that is now recognized to be an absurd exaggeration. And I really don't think anyone other than Mr. Paris seriously believes that COVID-19 is now threatening to overwhelm health provision. Bottom line, distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. Vernon Coleman, July 2020. Hi there, my name is Gina. And I'm part of a global movement of people who are taking action to protect and preserve this great planet of ours. I would love for you to join us. Meet me at mrsgreensworld.com and engage with us by listening to our dynamic podcasts, reading our blogs, watching our videos, and connecting with us on social media. We are showing up every day as Disruptors for Good, being the change we wish to see in the world. Take action today and join us. No, you've been a good friend, and that's in the thick and thin, and I know it's never gonna end. Cause you've been a good friend. I recently narrated and produced an audiobook for author Joni Dark Shepherd. The book is titled Rio, a love story, how my dog saved my life. Most of you know that I was a caretaker for my mom for nearly a decade and also have been rescued by 13 cats, so Joni's book resonated. Her boundless love and commitment to both her mother and sister as they battled cancer was raw, real, and revealing. As the darkness of these times descended upon her, she discovered and allowed the love of her dogs, especially Rio, to light up her life. Joni Dark Shepherd and the honest portrayal of her journey left me crying, smiling, and feeling happy. And isn't that what a good book is supposed to do? A compassionate and passionate read. Get yourself a copy today. Visit Amazon.com or the website JoanAndRio.com. I guarantee it, you'll love the book, Rio, A Love Story, How My Dog Saved My Life. Visit JoanAndRio.com. Well, I don't want to sound harsh or rough, but the time to stop this horrific nonsense is way past. Testing is clearly faulty. Hospitals have a perverse incentive to call everything COVID. And these two things alone drive the numbers into the stratosphere that have nothing to do with reality. Bought and paid for politicians who clearly ran for office for personal and egotistical reasons with no qualifications that I can discern 
are now determining who stays open, who closes, what is considered essential, when you can worship, when you can go out, what you must wear on your face. What right does anyone have to tell you these things? When does common sense kick in? I went to a Wendy's last week and Yes, I'm sorry to say that maybe twice a year I crave a spicy chicken sandwich. And I always ask myself the question, is it really chicken? Anyway, a big sign graced the entrance, masks required. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't wear a mask. I don't shop for matching mask patterns to match my outfit. I don't even own a mask. I have read way too many studies, history, research, science to understand that masks do nothing to prevent spreading or receiving the virus. I mean, if sewing scraps were so effective, why haven't hospital surgeons worn homemade masks? Anyway, I walked into Wendy's without a mask and placed my order. No one said anything because the help behind the counter could care less. They were all back there fiddling and fussing, tugging and pulling on their masks. The guy by the 600-degree fryer was dripping sweat all over the place as he mopped his face with his mask. Clearly, if anyone back there had the virus, it was now on their hands. And here they are, handling food. Yet I am supposed to wear a mask when I walk in. Well, what happens when I and all the rest of the people in the restaurant sit at the tables to eat? We are not wearing masks, yet. We are opening and closing our mouths, chewing, talking, laughing, and expelling a hundred times more particles all over the place than I was when I was silently standing in line. Does any of this make sense? So no, I don't wear a mask not because of religious exemptions, not because of health reasons, but strictly because it goes against everything I stand for. Free thinking, freedom to act, common sense, and my disdain for being told what to do by people who either have no common sense or who are driven by nefarious purpose. If I wore a mask, I would feel as if I were contributing to the demise of life as we know it. I would be an accomplice to this murder of freedom, liberty, and the right to self-govern. And it's to the point where I can barely go out anymore because it hurts my heart to see innocent people turned into zombies, clutching their cell phones and masking their faces. It's a horrific sight that leaves me wondering what is next. How far will this go? Wear this. Stand here in this circle. Don't cross that social distance line. Come on, please wake up. Think for yourself. Don't be forced or shamed to follow the crowd. When I was a kid and wanted to do something that all of my friends were doing, my mom would look at me straight in the face and ask, if Eileen or Denise or Pam jumped off of a building, would you do it too? Well, at the time, I thought she was so dramatic and far-fetched. Not so. Her point should be well taken. Please, have the guts and don't contribute to or allow this insanity to continue by being a good little boy or girl and follow the instructions of maniacs. 
the screw is tightening, and we have become zombies. Well, that's all for today. Head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com, and on the right-hand side of the pages, you'll find today's show, previous shows, and lots of information about masks in a post titled, Masks Unmasked, and that is at speakupandstayalive.com. Please know that I never tell you anything that is not thoroughly researched. I'm not making this up. This is not just kind of a random crazy person's opinion. There's so much data out there, so much science out there that's being ignored by everybody, by the mainstream, by everyone. There's a reason. Come back next week, please, for more. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week, free from zombie behavior. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety. The information provided in today's broadcast is for informational purposes only and was not intended for use as diagnosis or treatment of a health problem and should not be considered as medical advice. If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at 440-725-5462. 